Happy long weekend. It's 8 o'clock. It's Saturday. It's time for the Cummins Real Estate Group Show. She's somewhere We still have time, of course, for the Cummins Real Estate Group show with Michelle Cummins, myself, Curtis Pope. Now, Michelle, we are uh, we are guestless. It's just the two of us this just weekend. Just the two of us. It's a long you weekend. Think... Who's going to come in and talk to us? I don't know. They're out enjoying the you know the long weekend. Exactly, but not as us. right. They should be no rest for the <laughs> wicked, right? But they can listen to us after they get back from their vacation. That's right. Because Online, we'll have it up on the website a little later on today. We'll get the you know the recording of this show up because that's the great thing about technology. Exactly. Can you imagine that? Like 30 years ago, we'd have been having to place reel-to-reel tape together. And 30 years ago? There's no websites. Who can remember that? No internet. <laughs> I Actually, don't want to remember that. You know what? In my high school annual, I was flipping through it one day, not that long ago, in my, I think it was my grade 12 year. Uh, and actually it said internet club. I'm like, we had an internet club? No way. The internet was in its infancy. It's like a web crawler. Oh, yeah. I can only imagine because it would have been like dial up and awful. I mean, I had no idea there was a thing called the internet yeah, when I was in grade 12. Printed, no pictures. Oh, like, yeah. Like it was like <laughs> dot matrix printers and like we Big had a com- machines we had a computer room in our school but i had no idea you needed three men to carry each computer pretty much <laughs> and yeah we didn't have any i had no knowledge of the internet for like probably five or six years after that you had a fancy school well Curtis. you know richmond had some money in their school district yeah <laughs> <laughs> what in california you didn't have that kind of stuff no 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 wow. i was on the beach <laughs> yeah oh yeah you were surfing so i don't know yeah great yeah so yeah we didn't do the much much surfing here no web surfing or real surfing for that matter <laughs> all right so just the two of us what are we uh, what are we chatting about here today well there's a saying you know what comes first the chicken or the egg and is there do an you, answer do to that uh, do you want an answer out of me i would love an answer um i the egg no the chicken no the egg because you need the egg to get the chicken <laughs> you need the chicken to get i'm now i don't know see who knows is there an answer well in real estate there's the same question and there is an answer. So question is, do I find my place to buy first or list and sell first? And this is a big one that everyone is concerned with, everyone thinks about. Because what if you are looking and you're looking for a place and you simply can't find a place, just nothing suiting your needs, and you're concerned if you were to list your place and you sold it, where would you go? So there's this concern thing. So there's only one good, right, and profitable answer. So let's look at the example of what not to do first. And then we'll look at the example, of course, of what to do. So we talked about your look. And everyone looks first, usually online, to look at what prices are and what's happening and and what's available. And maybe you go to some open houses. So you're looking out there, but you still can't find a place. Now, you think maybe you think you're qualified. Uh, but you're really worried and concerned about not what price point you really are going to buy at, but if you could even find a place. So months and months go by. You still haven't found that right place. You wonder, will I ever find a place that works for me? Then all of a sudden you do. The perfect place comes along and you are so excited. You jump in and write an offer. But guess what? You have to sell your property first. That's the only way you can purchase this other one. Sure, you can maybe bridge finance, but oh, that's right. That causes more costs. 
and unnecessary stress because how long do you think you may need to bridge finance? That that's a cost to you. So and right now your bank, you're not you might think you're pre-qualified, but are you pre-qualified? You're only pre-qualified or I should say qualified if you've sold your house because the equity is in your home. So you don't want to cause more stress. How long do you have to carry both mortgages for? How long will it take to sell your place once it is listed? Is it even in ready to sell shape? How much will you sell it for? And then there's the gigantic question. You will pay more if you have to have it subject to sell. Because now you found the perfect place. You put a subject in, of course, subject to sell in your place. And maybe the seller won't even accept such an offer because it ties up the property for at least a month. And what seller wants that? It also causes their property to look like something's wrong with it or stagnant on the market if you can't sell your house in time. And then they're stuck having to get another buyer or a month or two later. Sellers and their listing agents don't like that subject, and they will make you pay more if they accept it. Sometimes twenty, thirty thousand more, or it could be more than that. It has to be worth it to them if they're going to accept such an offer, right? And who wants to pay more money than you have to or than you should? I know when we bought our house, the reason that we got it uh, for the price we did, we got it a little bit cheaper because we had basically cash on the table. We had just sold our house up north, and uh, I guess this guy had had several offers of based on, we'll buy this place once we sell our house. And he was like, so you guys will take it like next month. And we're like, yeah, he's like, I'll give it to you for this price, you know, which was like 12 off, I think 12K off what he was asking kind of thing because money was in hand. Exactly. You get a deal. Everyone that has cash, cash speaks, right? Cash is king, as they say. Uh, as well, what seller wants to have their property? I mean, showing to unqualified buyers, right? So you've got to clean, you've got to prepare, maybe get the dogs out, the kids ready and out the door. It's a lot of stress on the home seller. And nobody wants to show their home to unqualified buyers. And you may think you're qualified, but you aren't if you still have to sell your house. So, so many times you're just wasting your emotions, you're wasting time, precious time, and you put a lot of effort in trying to find a place. So, but you're going to be paying more that way. So again, you might think you're approved, um, but only, only buy if you sell. Your equity is all in the property that you have to sell. So I want to stress the point, and a lot of people don't know this, but did you know that moving is in the top five stresses we all go through as humans? And what are the other four, like, you know, getting married, having kids, working with Michelle Cummins? <laughs> I mean, sorry, did that did that come out? It did, Curtis, but it's you. <laughs> Your husband right now is going, right on. He said it, I can't. <laughs> you two get along too well. I know. <laughs> you know actually, moving is uh, number three in yeah. the top five. And the other four, uh, number one is death of a loved one course. Uh, second is divorce, of course. Uh, then moving, as we mentioned, and major illness or injury is the fourth. And the fifth is job loss. Marriage isn't on there. No, because it's bliss. Yeah, it is. But getting married is pretty stressful. Everything you go through for that year, year and a half. But uh, maybe it's number six on the list. Uh, I think maybe because divorce is number two. Yeah. All, this, all the stuff and stress you put up with to get to that. Right. Oh, yeah. But I know, moving. So, my job, or your realtor's job, is to give you professional advice that will relieve your stress and make you the most money selling and help you purchase your next home at the least amount of money and taking on the stress, we can do that for you. That's part of our job. We wear a lot of hats, but one is to take on that stress so that it relieves you of it. 
Uh, it's much more than just a sales job, hiring a salesperson. So you're hiring a professional who cares about your best interests. And, and this uh, connects with what I want to say is the right way to do things because we know what to do and, and want you to be successful, want you to have a successful transaction experience in your real estate. We want you to love the place you're going to, get a great purchase for it. We negotiate. We have those skills. We do that all for you. So our clients have to be have to have a successful transaction for us to have a career. I mean, we are not in this for an overnight, uh, you know, job. I mean, most realtors, you know, we want we need you to be successful. So we are um, we got your back, and we're there to be your prof- professional advisors. So we want to help, and this is one way uh, to make it seamless for you as far as dates and as far as getting the best price for your purchase finding the right place for you and making sure you only sell if you do find that right place, if it only works out for you and you can still list and have that happen. So the real estate experience, we need to relieve that stress and, and make you happy. We want you a client for life. So that's, so trusting in your real estate professional that you hire is really important for that. Well, so much of real estate is about word of mouth because if people aren't buying houses every year, well, some are, but not everybody's buying a house every year. So you want you know, as a realtor, I guess you want people to be happy and so that they can tell their friends, oh, you're selling your house, talk to Michelle uh, and things like that. I mean, it's kind of what we do in radio. We're just kind of word of mouth on steroids here, right? And not every realtor has their own radio show either, I must point out. It's true. Exactly. <laughs> so it shows you how you're ahead of the game. So this, so I want to talk about like what's correct. So what is the right way? What, what is, is the, the right thing way? you are supposed to do, yeah, right? What, what are you supposed to do, Michelle? We went through a lot of the bad stuff. What's, how is it supposed to work in a perfect world? It might sound simple, but list first. So now when you're so worried that you won't find a place, you list, you're still worried. Mm -mm. Let's take the worry off the table. Because if you list first, you're going to not be stressful. You are in the driver's seat. You are in control. So again, going back to your realtor is on your side. Have that conversation with them. Let them know that you're worried and concerned about not finding a place and they will guide you through the process. So you don't, just because you list your property doesn't mean you have to sell it. So this is the way to do it. So uh, you have, you call your agent, uh, call us in to do an evaluation, also to give you tips um, on how or what to do. You may need to, maybe some simple things, just paint a wall or do a little bit of landscaping or freshen up the driveway. I don't know, it could be some tips or it could be, no, you are ready to go. You're ready to sell, give you that evaluation and give you days on market, which is really important to know how long will it take you to sell. So you might think if you found a place first and then you go to list afterwards and okay, it's okay. Maybe you're okay paying 30000 more or whatnot for your purchase just to have that subject on there. But now you are stressed. You think, oh my gosh, I have to hurry up and list. Uh, and now you feel like you have to list for a little lower than market value or th- that you should because you need to sell quickly. Because most likely, if you have a subject to sell, you're going to have to sell within three weeks, two to three weeks, because then your buyer is going to have their subjects. So let's say the average amount of days to sell is 34 days. Well, hopefully you got a subject to sell in there, if you did it the wrong way, um, for four to six weeks. Well, now you are stressed beyond stress. You have to sell within a two weeks in order for your buyer to have enough time to remove their subjects. And then what if they don't remove their subjects? So one, you're going to feel like you're going to have to list it under what you really should. And you're not going to have enough time to get all the marketing, have your realtor do all the correct marketing materials to be able to get it out there and give it the exposure it needs in order 
they need time for that, right? Get the professional photos done, the drone video, the cinematography walkthrough. Uh, I do TV commercials and, of course, my radio show. So, like, your realtor has a marketing plan, and they, they need time to put that together because each home is specific and special and takes a certain marketing, not only the same old marketing that every listing would get on the MLS and through a realtor, but specific for it. Who's the best buyer? Who's going to be paying the most money? So, again, um, you want to list first so that you have time to do that and not feel like you have to take any offer or the first offer that comes along or or feel like you have to sell it for less than you should. So, And also, you might have a well or septic or maybe potential underground oil tank. So your buyer, normal subjects, about 8 to 10 days. You may have 2 to 3 weeks of subjects on your property before you sell. So all this timeline is important to know that you can be shopping for a place while your property is being properly marketed and listed. And when offers come in, do it subject to you acquiring a property. So again, you're in the driver's seat. And buyers are, I would like to say, I don't want to use the word desperate, but they're more motivated. That's a better word. Mm-hmm. Motivated to accept a subject to you finding a place than a seller is subject to you selling your place. Trust me, in a balanced market and in a seller's market, that does not work. So you don't want to sell, let's say your property is worth about 800000 and you're selling it. You're going to f- probably have to sell it for, let's just throw out 50000 less. Now you've bought something for, you know, you've lost about, you've had it at about 30000 or maybe the same amount on top of that. And you've caused more stress because you're like, oh my gosh, I got to sell fast. And uh, it, so that's not the way to do it. So you want to save that hundred grand or so uh, and, and do it this proper way. And again, you don't have to sell if you don't want to. As long as you have that subject to, to acquiring a property, it works. It really does work. And, and you will be much happier doing it that way. Excellent. Well, I think we got to take a break now. So uh, if people want more information on how they should do this and how they should approach their real estate and strategy and stuff like that, what do they got to do? They got to contact you and how do they do that? My website is michellecummins.ca or you can call me direct at 778-885-4659. We're back with more right after this. And we are back with segment number two of the Cummins Real Estate Group show with Michelle Cummins and myself, Curtis Pope. Now we have to finish up what we were talking about on on what comes first, the chicken or the egg. Do you sell the house or do you buy the house first? So you got to finish that up, Michelle. What do you got for us? It's magical. It kind of happens at the same time. All right. So when you list first and you get an accepted offer subject to you acquiring a place, let's say you still haven't found a place after, let's say, four weeks or whatnot, you can go back to your buyer and say, let's get do an extension. I'm still happy to sell it for you. If I find a place, you continue shopping. Maybe two-week extensions at a time is typically what I do for my clients. So then you still don't find a place. And your buyer finally, after, let's just say, a couple months of waiting is like, I can no longer wait. I have to find a place. You know, uh, let's let's do it or not. So you can choose at that time if it's such an amazing offer, maybe you've something happened and you are okay to sell it. Or maybe you're like, no, I still haven't found a place and I'm not happy doing anything in the interim. I don't want to go to Mexico for a few months or whatever. Uh, maybe then, you do. <laughs> then you don't have to sell. Uh, you just walk away from it and your buyer walks away and you continue, or your listing agent continues to market it and sell it to somebody else and, and you move forward. So you don't have to sell if you don't want to. Gotcha. Just want to make sure you know that. Yeah. yeah, well, that's, I guess that's, you know, it's probably good to tell people that because, yeah, they might, well, I got to take the offer. Well, no, you don't. You're in the driver's seat. Yes, like a said. lot of people think that if it's listed on the MLS system and it's for sale, that they have to sell it if they have an offer come in or, you know, no, that's not the case. So make sure you just talk with your realtor and, and let them know your concerns and, and they will definitely guide you through it. So, yeah, that's what I wanted to 
tighten that up. All right. So chicken or the egg. The chicken so or the egg. Simultaneously it, together. And apparently <laughs> in real estate, it's both. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there we go. All right. So what else do we got to talk about today since there's just the two of us? So affordability, of course, uh, it, it has always been a concern, but uh, there's a new federal program to help reduce mortgage costs for first-time home buyers. So, of course, affordability is the most concerning for first-time home buyers. And I wanted to mention that June 17th, there was a confirmation uh, of this. So first-time home buyers... Um, Take note, the federal government can match or double their minimum down payment on a mortgage and reduce their monthly payments by up to $286, and that's a lot, without adding fees or interest, which is good to know. Through the new first-time home buyers incentive, which acronym short FTHBI program, up to $1.25 billion in government funds will be available over the next three years to help first-time home buyers get into the real estate market. So applications for funds will be accepted by the Canadian Mortgage and Housing Corporation, so that's CMHC, Mm -hmm. uh, starting on September 2nd for closings beginning on November 1st. So it's very important to know. So that's this year. The government expects as an estimated 100,000 families across Canada to be helped by the new program, which is available on a first-come, first-served basis. So uh, the first-time home buyer's incentive was announced in the 2019 federal budget, and as I mentioned, it was just confirmed on June 17th. So um, this is new news. How will the program work? Okay, so you need to have the minimum down payment. That's 5 to about 10% for a CMHC, Genworth, or Canada Guarantee Insured Mortgage on a home costing less than four times your maximum qualified household income of up to 120000 so that's a home valued at about two uh, four four hundred eighty thousand. The federal government acknowledges that in higher priced real estate markets such as Metro Vancouver or Greater Toronto, virtually no one would be able to buy a brand new single family home at this price. However, the program is geared towards young middle class families and those looking for a starter home. So something to remember: the federal government is offering qualified first time home buyers an additional incentive to buy a home. So that's 5 or 10% down payment, that's the incentive for new construction, or just 5% on either existing homes or newer resale mobile manufactured homes. So those are the kind of two property types. So note, though, the home must be located in Canada and suitable and available for full-time year-round occupancy. So it can't be zoned recreational or, or you know, just a lot. A first-time home buyer's own minimum payment can come from their own sources, such as savings, withdrawals, or collapse of an RSP, which is a great incentive for first-time home buyers. I mean, if you have an RSP, tap into that and use that. Uh, or non-repayable financial gift from a relative. So get in the market now. Don't wait. If you're a first-time home buyer, literally the interest rates uh, have lowered. It's so good right now. Uh, and ask. Ask your family member if you need help. If you don't have enough RSPs or you don't have any, uh, let's say you have a little or minimal savings, but I'm sure one of your family members would love to help you out, get you in the market, especially while this incentive program is out and available. So additional details uh, that that you may want to know is the mortgage must be eligible for loan insurance in greater than 80% of the value of the property's fair market value. So that just simply means if you don't have 20% to put down, it's going to have to be insured. So right. that is for first-time home buyers that don't have the, the big down payment or a bigger down payment. Uh, and it will be considered a second mortgage on the title of the property. So you still have your traditional mortgage, and then the government will have this on there as well. 
So, who qualifies for the program? Well, a Canadian citizen, a permanent resident or non-permanent resident who is legally authorized to work uh, here in Canada. So, first-time homebuyer, as defined by the Canadian Revenue Agency, is one or more of the following. They have never purchased a home before. They have gone through a breakdown of a marriage or common-law partnership, even if they don't meet the first-time homebuyer requirements. And that's uh, actually a, a newer incentives that they've added to the home buyer's plan and in the last four years or I should say or in the last four years they did not occupy a home that they are their current spouse or common law partner owned so it is possible that they are or their spouse or common law partner qualifies for the first time home buyer incentive if they previously owned a home in the last four years uh, so so that's that's the qualifications um, how will Qualifiers pay the government back. So this is important to know. The incentive from the government is like a loan or grant. It must be paid back within 25 years of a home purchase or when the home is sold. However, you will not need to pay interest or adopt an ongoing repayment plan, unlike the RRSPs withdrawn from a home purchase. Uh, so when the property is sold, this is the kicker. This is what you have to know. If you sell it beforehand, you are going to be paying back um, that incentive that they initially gave you based on the fair market value when it's sold. So if it goes up in value, you're paying that whatever it's, let's say it's 5% that you, you had borrowed. You're gonna pay 5% on that market valued home. Now, if it's higher, that's 5% higher. If it's lower, again, it's lower, so you pay lower. So it is pretty fair that way. Uh, if you want to renovate your property as a first time home buyer and you're building that equity by renovating, then you know you might want to pay off that loan before you renovate because now it's going to be re, you know if you refinance it or you sell it you've just built the equity in it yourself so my suggestion would be to pay off the loan before you uh, build the equity by renovating your property doesn't this sound great yes it's really really good absolutely i know quite a lot of people who are going to be using it um so it can be combined with the home buyer's plan changes as i mentioned before the um, uh, if you're divorced, uh, you know, going through that hardship, as we found out in the first segment of the show, that is one of the top five stresses that we go through divorce. Uh, so that's great. But also they raised last time as well, the $25,000 you can uh, withdraw that maximum allowable through the HBP program to 35,000. So, uh, you know, we, we, Canadian Real Estate Association, I should say, uh, arranged um, this with worked with government on on trying to implement this. So uh, we we've been working a long time, and I'm um, glad they they implemented this finally. Very cool, because yeah, it's good it's good incentive for somebody who hasn't had a you know bought a home yet, uh, you know to uh, maybe you know, like, okay maybe let's look into it. Let's see if we have the ability to make this work now thanks to the government. And yes, and again, I mean it's here ready now. I mean pretty much. I mean if you're going to start looking this summer. Or whatnot. I mean, they take applications September second. So as long as your closing on your contract of purchase and sale has a November first or after date for closing, um, you know this this is really really good for those who are looking right now to know in case that you know you don't want to be off by one day. I mean, no. that would be horrible. No, right? you don't. And then you don't have to go through the paper. Look, come on, you can just <laughs> slide the day. Come on, because dealing with government on anything like that, they're very particular, right? So they are. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, I, it's a great program because that's something that you know it, it's so tough for uh, people to afford a house, especially in this part of the country right now. It is, and, and I really hope this message gets out in 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 a. In a in a way that everyone hears about it. So I'm glad we're able to 
tell everyone or on from the show because sometimes these programs don't get out there and people don't know about them. Mm-hmm. And something like that, yeah, good to get that message out for people so that they can start, you know, looking because now they've got a couple months to start finding a place. Exactly, and there's this old program is only going to last a few years, uh, and it could be shorter than that. So that's kind of their ETA on it, but they do have the $1.25 billion dollars um, plan for over three years, but after the first year, the federal government will evaluate the program's progress uh, about the distribution of the funds. So um, hop on the train early. It's good to get on this one. I think the, what's this program called again? So this program is actually called uh, the First Time Home Buyers Incentive. I know there's a lot of different programs and words, but remember, First Time Home Buyers Incentive. All right, because that's important news to have for sure. All right, we are um, coming to a close here. I'm sure you want to get on with your long weekend. Uh, I know that I need to. (laughs) Oh, come on. We got all sorts of plans, right? I'm going on (laughs) vacation. This is it. I'm on vacation after this for, you know, I'm I'm heading out of town for like five or six days. You deserve it. I maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Go fishing. That's kind of the plan, I think. Yeah. Catch some big ones. Perfect. Make some fish over the fire. I like the way you're thinking here. So if people want to get more information from you, maybe they want to ask about this, this uh, first time homebinders incentive and things like that. What can they do to get in touch with you? Uh, call 778-885-4659 or of course, michellecummins.ca.